think the fastest we've ever got this up and running. Welcome to No Instructions number 14. I'm Bob. I'm Josh. I'm going to try to fix my mic because last time I was talking away from it a lot like this. I was talking over here. And You're way over there? And then it came over here in the bad silky smooth voice. So I'm going to try to stay a little closer to the mic this time. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of coffee today. Mm -hmm. A little amped up. Uh, got a bag dump to do. I think besides that glass of water I had at lunch, that's all I've had to drink today. Oh, yeah. Had somebody else uh, send me a message saying, please don't stop doing the bag dump. People like to hear you dump. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, what's up? Um... Well, there's a couple things going down in the world. We're getting new fancy watches. New watches. Apple watches. I think more than that, like there's a big hurricane right now. Ah, uh, yes. Back where I'm from. Yes. And we've talked to almost everybody, and almost everybody's okay. So we had people that we were... Everybody you've talked to is okay. Yes. Okay, good. Um, the people that I was really worried about are Tiff's grandparents, who live like right on the water. And she said that, I just heard from her before we started recording, she said that their yard is flooded, but it hasn't made it up to the house. And they haven't had power for most of the day. Mm. And it's probably going to be that way for today, tomorrow. But so is life down there. I just hope everybody else is all right. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty nasty storm. Like, even for, for Florida, like it's Category 4, which is something that Florida hasn't had in... A very, very long, I think since the 1800s. Really? I think somebody said, I mean, not Florida, the whole state, like my part yeah, up yeah. in the panhandle hasn't been hit by a Category 4 in a very long time. Huh. Well, hope everybody's okay. Yeah, me too. I do not miss the threat of hurricanes living in the Deep South. It's that, weird now. That was one thing that was super frustrating to me. It was. It just felt like... This, surprise. Yeah, it's a surprise, totally out of your control. You can do nothing about it. You can't prepare for it, really. Mm -hmm. You can't really weather it out. I mean, you can stick it out, but it's just like, you you got to leave. You should leave. No one and I, I, really I don't like know that. has left. And it's weird now that I'm not there, and I'm not in that context. I'm like, man, you guys need to evacuate. You guys need to get out of there. Yeah. But if I was there, I probably would have been like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. So one time... When I was living in Savannah, the whole time I lived there, I lived there for 20-some-odd years, <clears throat> a hurricane never really, really hit there. Because it the way it sits... It, it, it inland, always deflects. Yeah, it comes... They look like they're going right at it, and everybody's like, this, this is the one! This is going to mm -hmm. devastate Savannah! <laughs> and then it hits the coast right below and bounces right around us north and then hits Wilmington. That's like yep. the way it always happened. But one time... One of the big ones came through, and I don't remember which one it was, but it was uh, early in 2099, something like that. I don't remember. Um, but it was coming through. I was renting an apartment. I had an office right on the river, which is like one of the two highest points of the city. And so we I wasn't worried about water because we were going to be well above anything that would happen. And it was a building that's been there for 200 plus years, mm -hmm. right? So I'm like, We'll be fine. And the girl I was dating at the time lived in Macon. And... It's more in the middle of the state. Yeah, yeah. It's on I-16. So when you leave Savannah to evacuate, yeah. you have to go this straight 
gross, boring road Dude, it is, <laughs> to make it. There's nothing on that road. <laughs> so I wasn't going to leave. And then eventually this girl's mom was like upset because they left. And she was upset with me because I was being in, you know, like inconsiderate or I was being dangerous or whatever. So I got guilted into leaving. So I left late and I had, yeah, I, yeah everybody had already left. So this trip that should have taken, usually it takes two and a half hours to get to Macon. I was in the car for, I think it was 10 and a half hours Mm -mm. to go that same distance. They had both sides of the highway open going the same direction, you know, as they do. And it still took that long. And so I got probably nine hours, maybe 10 hours into it. I was pretty, pretty close. And I was sitting there in traffic in one spot and I got the chance to change lanes you know, there was a little gap. And so I went to turn the wheel and the wheel didn't turn. And it was just like, I had to kind of give it some gas and start to turn. My power steering pump exploded while I was sitting in traffic. So the last little bit of that trip I had to do with no power steering in a, like a 1989 Chevy blazer. (laughs) It was awful. And then I had to get up there and I had no money at the time. I got up there and had to spend pretty much all the money I had to get the thing fixed while I was up there for like two days before I could drive back to Savannah. And then I had to weather all the traffic coming back, which mm-hmm. wasn't as bad, but still bad. And it didn't even hit Savannah. Nothing. Like rain. That's the weird catch-22 about big storms when you're down there and it's always this constant threat. I guess it's the same as like bears when you live in Alaska. Where people think they're just like everywhere all the time. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, well, you know, I mean, you kind of prepare for it, I guess. It's always a threat, but you don't worry about the day-to-day. Like, oh, man, a bear's not going to get me at the grocery store. Yeah. And by that time that you are pretty much confronted, like, face-to-face with a bear, you're like, That's "Um, the one, yep. Well, I guess it's bear time. (laughs) And it's the same way with hurricanes. Like, they're always kind of around. Yeah. And then you watch all the little spaghetti forecasts of where the lines, you know, the different weather agencies think the storm is going to go. And usually it'll veer. Hopefully it doesn't veer into you. But it's like, well, uh, yeah. Yep. So I guess it's time. This is it. It's, it's happening. Have you ever had to evacuate from one? No, we've never evacuated from yeah. one. Yeah. We live, um, we used to live right on the water on the Air Force Base. And I remember a big storm came through when I was in like kindergarten and a bunch of tornadoes came and like smashed up a bunch of the buildings on base. Mm -hmm. And we were at school, like in the elementary school. Did I tell you this before? It sounds familiar, but nobody else has heard it. We had to go out into the hallways of our elementary school and get your thickest, but like you had to get on your knees and put your head in the corner of like where the floor and the wall meet Mm -hmm. and put your thickest book on your back. And they would just play like reel to reel cartoons on like yeah on, on a real real projector yeah to kind of like keep you entertained but you couldn't watch it you couldn't turn around and wonder <laughs> yeah. like nope keep your head down and like the lights were flickering and then the power went out and so the cartoons went off and it just everything was crazy yeah and i don't remember how i got home or how any of that stuff happened but i remember like driving around with my dad because my dad was a fireman so we just kind of got to go around and he got to go where he wanted to go because right. he was emergency services and just seeing like buildings decimated. Hmm. And then another big one hit like where the eye went over. Like we were in the eye of the storm. That was kind of nuts because it's a beautiful day. Yeah. 
Like it's for a little while. Crazy devastation. <laughs> and yeah. then just there's not a cloud in the sky and everything is kind of fine and it's nice and sunny. And then boom, the devastation comes again. So it yeah. like can lull you into a false sense of security. Hmm. But that one messed up the beat. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. oh, we have a mo oh, Ooh. sorry. There's a yeah, motion detector. Where is the motion detector? It's, it's, it's in the office. That's why the lights went out. Hold on. See, Hold on. See, this is what this happens. This is fun. This is why you need to watch. This is why you watch the video. Oh, that was fun. So the lights just went out. That actually happened. That happened one time before. That happened to me pretty frequently when I first started working here with you, and I had to dance around like a fool. Cause well, and the funny thing about that one was I gave I have a motion detector called Josh, and it sits at your desk. So in case you move, <laughs> you know this. It sits at your desk. So I when never you, think that it works, but I guess well, it does. It, for the first like three or four months that you were here, the battery was dead. In nice. It. Well, so, that's the thought that counts. Yeah. Anyway, um, so w w being from Florida, you guys probably didn't have tornado drills. Did you in school? Mm, a tornado drill. So you know, how I you guess we did after that. I remember thinking when I was in it because we moved around a couple times in that area. I remember being in a different elementary school, and there was like a tropical storm, or there was a big storm. I remember looking outside and it just looking like black death. And we were going to lunch, hmm. and you had to carry a social studies book that was not in your grade. You had to carry it. Just like to lunch with you. Yeah, because it was the thick book. Huh. So I don't know if that was a drill or if it was like some weird preparation thing. But I remember like sitting at lunch and everybody just having these big books. And I'm weird. like, this is not my book. I was in like the fourth grade or third grade. And this was obviously not geared toward me. Yeah. But I don't know, like a tornado drill. I don't so, know. What is that? Like, a, Well, like, you know how you have fire drills when you're in school mm -hmm. and they do the thing and you got to know to go outside and go to the right place and meet up with your class or whatever. Right. We had tornado drills in the same way on this at the same frequency. And yeah. it was the, you, yeah, here growing up. Uh, Cause tornadoes do happen pretty often. I remember multiple. They happen here. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. No me gusta. Um, but so the drills were, you know, you get up from your class immediately, you go out to the hallway right outside or to a designated spot, you turn around, face the wall, put your head in the corner, same deal that mm -hmm. you did, but we did that once a month or whatever. Oh, wow. Maybe not that frequently, but we did that a lot growing up. <clears throat> and I I think once or twice we actually had tornadoes touch down while I was in school, and you still had to do that whole thing, but we never had any real damage from it, you know? Although, this is kind of interesting, my prom night. Oh, yeah. Have I told you your, this? Your mom told me this story. <laughs> so, prom night, um, they, you know, they always do like a party type thing after prom to try to keep people from going out and doing stupid things. They like a, hold on, like an officially sanctioned yes. party, this, not like a party. Yeah, not a party, dude. Party. This was the school put there on a all night long, you know, like 10 to 6 this is your chance to be rebellious and go to the bowling alley ruckus. and play bowling ball for 10 hours or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> you really don't like sports. <laughs> I know I was, I was doing that on purpose. Okay. So anyway, the idea was, um, I was going to go meet some people at around 10 o'clock at the bowling alley. We were going to stay there for a couple hours, play some bowling ball. <laughs> We're gonna, Zima. we're gonna no we're, this is the teachers were there this was the school thing so we were gonna go there and and i was a good kid i didn't get into all that okay. this is upside down by the way what? Uh, true um so we were gonna go do that for a couple hours and then go back to my house my parents were gonna stay up all night long make us breakfast 
so that when we came home at four or six or whatever it was, grief. they would make us like waffles and stuff. And it was like a tradition. Like they did the same thing for my brother and sister when they, mm. you know, it's very um, thoughtful. yeah, it was really cool. Oh, you know what? What? The other one was upside down and both of mine are upside down. Did I do it right? You did one did of them. half right. You did half right. I did it full wrong. So I got to pull those out. Anyway, so we come back to my house after, oh no, am I going to be able to get it off there? Come back to my house after prom, change clothes, starting to get kind of windy, kind of stormy. We're like, oh, mom's like, yeah, just be careful, drive safe. So we start driving to the bowling alley, which is not like 10 minutes away. It's not far. By the time we get from the here. The bowling alley's over by my house? Yes. The same one? Yeah. Okay. By the time we get over there, it is full on end of the world. Just <laughs> everything is blowing around. Stuff is like blowing down the street. Just I couldn't see anything. There was mm. nobody else on the road. And so I get I get to the parking lot and pull in and the door swings open. And one of the teachers is just like waving, just like, come on, come on, you got to come on. And so me and my date jump out of the car, run inside. We, we go in the door and they immediately shove us under a table. And there's nobody standing up in the entire place. So every kid, every high school kid, every adult, what? I'm just thinking, man, the most romantic place to spend a prom night is under a table at a bowling alley. <laughs> a, a gross, a super gross. <laughs> yeah. So they shove us under this table, but we got lucky because we had to be under a table. A lot of the people were in the bathrooms on the floor. Ew. Yeah. We stayed there from about 10.30 till about 5. In the morning? Yep. Good grief. They wouldn't let us leave. Tornadoes were touching down right there by the bowling alley when oh, we wow. pulled up. But I couldn't see them. And there was a trailer park right behind, I don't know if it's still there or not, but right behind the bowling alley. And so all the families had come out of that park. They had gone to get the families to bring them into the structure because it was like a big concrete building. Mm -hmm. So it was all the students, all the families. There were kids there. People are just crammed in all the bathrooms, underneath all the tables. It was it was awful. Awful. It's funny now, as an adult, <laughs> like you just randomly see a lot of fancily dressed kids around. You're like, oh, it must be prom night. Yeah. I bet those people were like, oh, my God, let's go seek shelter. And it's this big thing. And they get there and they're just surrounded by all of these beautiful people. <laughs> they're like, these kids are unnecessarily well, dressed up no, for such an occasion. At that point, we were all in, in post-prom clothing. So we were just kids ready for bowling ball. Who'd you take to prom? Um, a girl that you would never have met. That well, maybe she's out there somewhere she, just waiting. I, <laughs> good for her. <laughs> a girl that I dated for a long time. Actually, the girl that um, I ended up going to Savannah. Remember mm -hmm. I was talking about the girl that I was dating that mm -hmm. led me to Savannah? It was her. Oh. Yeah. She came up for prom. Uh, but that was over a long time ago. Long, 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 long time. Did you have two proms? Like the junior and the senior? I went to a junior prom. Uh, I, I think, think that's I a thing to, in most places. I don't think I went to mine. I think I went to somebody else's when I was in like 10th grade or 9th grade. I don't know. I don't think I would have gone to mine if I hadn't had this girlfriend who... Made you get all dressed up? No, it was just like a chance to get to do something with her, you know, because she lived out of state. So. Ah. Well, I think if anybody listened to the last episode, I think you may have done that with your mind. If you didn't actually get to go to the prom, you're like, man, I got to go dancing. I really wish I didn't have to go dancing at the prom. 
And then you just summon some tornado and you're like, oh, I'd rather get to hang out under a table at a bowling alley. Like, this is a win for me. That's true. Maybe I do have powers. I bet she looked at you like you did this. Yeah. All I wanted to do was a Macarena Bob just, one time. I just wanted to dance. With my bestie. I did dance a little bit at prom. A little bit. So my senior prom, I took my wife. Or she wasn't my wife at the time. <laughs> Tiffany and I. Wow, you got married early. Yeah. Well, I went to one of my other friends' prom when we were juniors, and it was in, like, the country school. Country. Where it was With the combined news. school. Yeah. yeah. And, like, three people got engaged. One girl announced that she was pregnant. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, man. Wow. You guys are way more rednecky than my school. But I remember my junior prom, I was dating this girl for a long time, and we had broken up. And I asked Tiffany to the junior prom, and she turned me down. Ooh. Yeah. She's going to listen to this and have a bunch of, like, st- oh, I did not. Well, that's not, not, that's not well, how it happened. That's really not the whole story. But that's what happened. I asked her. She said no. The details are unimportant. Yeah. Fair enough. End of story. Yep. Um, I thought of a movie. Movie that I haven't seen that I think maybe you've never seen. If you have, I mean, it, it wouldn't. It's possible, but it's a really good movie, and I just happened to think about it the other day. Have you ever seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Older movie? Yeah, it came out in maybe early nineties. Maybe no, I, I don't know. Late eighties. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Steve Martin, Michael Caine. Um, what's her name? I can't think. No, of the, the I know of it, name. but I have not seen it. Fantastic movie. Hmm. Good, good comedy. So. Mm, I don't know if I want to spoil anything, but right. you can't a, spoil movies for me. I don't know well, about anybody else, but if it's a comedy. In, in case you want to go see it with nothing, uh, you know, not knowing what you're getting into, tune out now. But basically, it's about two con men trying to out con each other. Okay, and it's Michael Caine versus Steve Martin. I like Michael Caine. He's fantastic. Both of them are fantastic. Like I, re- I really like <laughs> which which nation. <laughs> I really like Steve Martin, but I don't always like the stuff that he does. Like a lot yeah. of it's not really that funny. You know, this movie is awesome. It's so good. And Jenny had never seen it so a few years ago. Hey, look! Oh, Voltron it's face. Voltron's little face. Did you know you were making that? Or no, did you just I was look like, what is like, this Ooh. dumb little picture thing on this piece? Those are lips. Lips. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, she had never seen it, and I was like, oh, this is a perfect excuse to watch a movie I used to love to watch. And there's a really, really funny scene with a fork. I don't want to give it away. Okay. It's just really funny. A cork on a fork. Hmm. Anyway, if you've never seen it, you should totally watch it, because it's good. It's good. You said the other day you had a movie that you thought I had never seen. Yes. Um, You probably haven't seen it because it's terrible. Okay. For a lot of reasons. Okay. Have you seen Cabin Fever? I have. N- oh, wait a second. It's a pseudo scary movie. No, okay. I haven't, but I know of it. Yeah, but I've never That's seen enough. it. That's enough. That's enough. But well, you got to talk about it. Terrible. <laughs> In what way? <clears throat> like Excuse plot, me? character, <laughs> all casting, the all the ways. Um. Uh, continuity of story. Ooh. Wow. They just stop random story like. I'm going to ruin this movie because it's not a good one. Well, it didn't sound it's like something I'll watch. Not the $5 bin at Walmart. It's in the bottom of the $5 bin at Walmart mm. that people push past mm. to find Flubber and whatever else <laughs> is in there. But so it's just like it's a teen scary movie. Like these 
four or five college kids all get in the car and go out into the woods in this cabin that so-and-so knew about and to have yeah. like crazy spring break party and there's some guy that is vague fell into some water or something cool got sick and goes up and like gets the kids sick and there's just like this random disease that they all just get sick but the super dumb parts as a <laughs> so they're like we got to go to the general store to go get some supplies so they pull up to the store and they have like the one like big bro frat guy and they have the the kid did you ever watch boy meets world yep yeah so the friend sean sean he is in it got it he's the, the that sets lead the tone character for the quality of movie right yeah. there yeah. then there's the blonde hot girl the dark-haired hot girl and i think just the bro guy there might be somebody else bro guy big meathead dude so they get out at this general store and sitting on the porch of the general store is this like 13 year old kid I've heard this with before. like a four foot long blonde mullet wig you've told me this okay keep going keep going i remember now and they're like hey little dude you need to get some stuff and so the kid just stands up steadfast and just starts chanting the word pancakes over and over and over again <laughs> With in, increasing <laughs> intensity. Okay. And we're, we're like, what? Pancakes. So then he jumps off the porch in super slow motion doing kung fu moves. Ooh, that's neat. Yep. And then he lands on the ground and bites the the bro guy. Just bites him and runs off. <laughs> okay. That's a wrap on that kid. So he's done. He's done. Doesn't come back. He might come back later for some reason, but that's it. There's no explanation. And he's like, oh, what are you doing? And then the store owner comes out and was like, hey, you shouldn't be messing with whatever the kid's name is. Maybe he even has a name. And that's it. Then they go inside and go buy stuff. Is that how they got sick? Nope. Oh. You would think. Yeah. That would be a good lead in. This kid is obviously rabid in some way. Nope. (laughs) cool classic misdirection sounds like a winner it's super dumb yeah it sounds like it and so then they get their stuff and then whatever this guy like coughs on them and they're like ew gross bro and they're like sitting around the fire at one point and then some guy comes out of the woods and they're super scared because they think he's gonna kill him and he's like oh you guys just like want to get high and he has a scary dog and then that guy disappears you never see him again in the movie hmm it's it's so dumb. So dumb. It sounds dumb. It's so dumb. I think I've seen one that's worse than that. Ooh. Uh, 4B introduced me to a movie called Birdemic. Okay. <clears throat> Absolutely, hands down, the worst movie I've ever seen. Absolutely. Birdemic. But we saw it in the context of, you ever seen the Rift Tracks? No. So it's the people that originally did Mystery Science Theater... Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So the riff tracks are where they they go and they watch a movie live in like a thing, and they do that same overdub talk thing, but they do it live on stage in front of an audience. I love Mystery Science Theater 3000. So the riff tracks are really funny. I've only heard a couple of them. Um, But you can get the Birdemic one with the riff tracks on top of it, and it is, it's just mind-boggling how it came to be. Like, I don't know how it exists. It's about birds attacking people and exploding when they attack you. That's something. 
but it's like they it's like when they went in for the pitch they were like okay so here's the deal the birds are gonna hate humans and they're gonna dive bomb them and then explode so we have to have tons of really great effects for when these explosions happen and so then the guy was like well how about we put in a placeholder with like a gif of an explosion and then we just use that same one for every explosion throughout the entire movie it's so awful and the birds don't even come in until about an hour and something into the movie oh so you just forget what it makes no sense at all and when they show up it's not like oh this is what they've been building to it's like huh there's birds exploding why is that (laughs) Up until that point, it's about this dude who sells solar panels, but he says it like solar panels. Solar panels. So the whole time he's like, "Hey, you want you want to buy some solar panels?" <laughs> it's so bad, and he he finds this girl randomly that he likes, and so he starts like, I, I don't I don't even remember. He tries to talk to her. They grew up together, or something, whatever. And he's just like this dude. that's like, "Hey, you want to buy some solar panels?" Solar panels. And then all of a sudden birds start attacking and he and this girl pick up kids somehow and end up in a car with guns and they're like trying to shoot birds. It's so, so bad. That sounds really awesome. But totally hilarious. The Rift Tracks makes it. All right, next time really Forby's amazing. in town, we got to recreate that. Yeah, I agree. That would be good. We can, we can bring over my copy of Cabin Fever. My wife and I both got it for each other for the same Christmas. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah. It's so terrible. Where's this little guy go? Um, okay. While we're on the movie thing, we uh, last week mentioned Wizard of Speed and Time. Oh yeah. So the Wizard of Speed and Time. Yeah, you're gonna have to go really broad with this because I've never even heard of this. Yeah. And I just thought it was a cool poster that you have hanging up. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to the poster. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, <clears throat> the it, I, we used to go to the video store a lot and rent movies. And that's what you did. That's what you did back then. And my brother and sister were older than me, five and seven years. So by the time it got to where, like in that, we, we, we didn't have a lot of crossover. So like they would be out doing things. And I was like a young teen or like a, I don't know, 10, 11. I don't remember when, how old I was. But so I would basically get to rent movies that I wanted to watch. And so I would go through and, you know, rent the stuff that was interesting. And then I just had seen stuff. So I was renting things that I didn't know what it was. Hmm. Found this one called Wizard of Speed and Time. <clears throat> and it was a, it the description was about a guy who made special effects and it was like him trying to make his own movie. I'm like, that sounds awesome. That's what I want to do. I'm really interested in that. So rented this movie and it's great and it's awful and it's, you know, like it's bad, but it's really cool because it was made, I think in 70, I wanted to say 79, 78, 79. Um, and there's tons of special effects in it and it's made, so it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. The main character is named Mike Jitlove. And he is the main character. He's the actor, and he's also the main character. And it's about him. So it's hmm. like he took his own life story. He made a biopic? And made a biopic, but it's like fantastical. So hmm. it's like he blew everything up and made it kind of silly and fun on purpose. But it's basically, he's the movie is about him making that movie. Hmm, that's meta. Yeah. And so there's a lot of special effects in it, a lot of 70s-style stop motion and sparkles on screen and stuff like that, but he did all the effects for it. But he was also the lead actor, and it's also about a guy making special effects and being the lead actor in a movie, and it's just pretty cool stacked thing. 
And so he is the Wizard of Speed and Time. That's the character that he wanted to make this movie about inside the movie. And so it's a comedy, but it's got some special effects in it. And it's not, you know, it's not great, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's got kind of the the cast of like, there's a, a pretty girl that he falls in love with along the way who's also trying to be an actress. So she gets to be in the movie. And then there's a guy who writes music that also gets to, you know, he knows that. So there's like all the little characters you would expect. There's money-hungry uh, people in the film business that he just wants to make his art, and they're trying to make money yeah. off of him. It's, you know, so all that stuff. <clears throat> so anyway, I watched this movie when I was a kid. I really liked it. I rented it several times because it just, I don't know, it hit me in the right place, and it was just a lot of fun. It's, it's silly. Then at one point, I found a VHS copy of it. It never came out on DVD. This guy, the actor, owns everything about it, and so he doesn't really have any incentive to, you know, make DVDs of it or anything. So I found a VHS copy. I let, I made, <laughs> let, I made all my friends in college watch it. I'm like, dude, you gotta see this thing. It was, and everybody made fun of me, and nobody liked it, and it just became this running joke with me and my friends, the guys that I played in a band with. <clears throat> so my friend Matt lives in Chicago. He goes out to California a few years back, and. He, he was like, he calls me. He's like, I got you something. It's coming in the mail. Uh, just, it's awesome. Be careful with it. So it shows up and it's a Wizard of Speed and Time poster that the guy autographed on the front. And it says, I can't see it, but I think it says something like, Matt came all the way to Hollywood and all he got was a stupid poster, uh -huh. Mike Jitlove, something like that. And he called, somehow got in touch with this guy said, I'm coming to California. My friend's a fan of the movie. I just want to come by and like see if you can sign something. So he's like, yeah, come on by my house. Here's the address. It's the house that's in the movie that he filmed. That, I mean, it's like totally just, you know, it's just a dude who made a movie about his life, basically. He gave him a poster, signed it and everything. That's why I was wondering where the poster came from. Yeah. So my friend Matt just... I don't know. He just went and got it for me. That's an awesome friend and yeah. an awesome gift. Yeah. It was really cool. So I, I also said last week that there was recent news. I took a picture of that poster a long time ago on Instagram. And I don't know why, and I don't remember the context, but it was like one of the first things I put up on Instagram. A few weeks ago, I get a comment on that picture. Mm -hmm. And it was like... The comment was something like, news about the soundtrack for The Wizard of Speed and Time coming soon, or something. I'm like, that's weird. So I click on the guy's name, uh, and I see his photo, and I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. Who is that? Turns out it's the dude who wrote the music, who was also the guy that wrote the music in the movie. But he wrote the music for the movie, and I guess he's doing like a soundtrack album or wow. something. And somehow he found my picture on Instagram and left a comment. <laughs> This is like two weeks ago. Is there like a devoted group of wizards being done? Not that I'm aware of. You're the one. I guess I he's am. making it for you. I am the one. Yeah, he's making a soundtrack just for me. Bob, thanks for all. Anyway, it's know. it's it's not a great movie, but you know, it's fun. I think it would because it it makes fun of a lot of stuff that's ha that and happened around the same time. It makes fun of Star Wars. Makes fun of Star Trek, Disney. You know, that was going to be my question: Is, is yeah. it self-aware, and do oh, yeah. you like it? Because you normally don't like self-aware movies. You told me. Well, yeah, I, I like it. It is very self-aware. It's funny. Nobody else would probably enjoy it, but I like it. And I've got it on VHS, so, you know, whenever you want to watch it, sweet. we'll just plug up the, the old VHS. 
I messed up something. I do still have floating around somewhere. I think we do too. Just in case. Just in case. Want to watch the Forrest Gump double box set? (laughs) I don't know what else we have on VHS. It would be interesting. I know I have a few that I've kept, like things that I... Well, when Jenny and I got engaged, I had a friend videotape it on a little VHS-C camera. Do you ever remember those? That's a tiny? It's like... Tiny yeah. one you put inside the big cassette? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tape is the same width, but the cassette itself was mm-hmm. small. And so, you, yeah, you have an adapter. And so that's mainly the reason why we still have the thing is because one of these days I need to convert that over so that I have it digitally. But <clears throat> never gotten around to that. Turns out we got married, so it doesn't really matter if we have the video or not to prove it. We got married twice. We did too. Hmm. Like you did the, we did a simple thing. thing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Voltron's head. So we got married in, I mean, in a church, a church that I didn't go to, church that neither of us went to actually. Hmm. So I was in the army, and we've been dating since high school, like we talked about. Um, and we're like, all right, it's time to get married. So we can get some more money. And she was going to school, and so she was going to just keep being a college student, and I was going to go be a soldier, and I was just going to get extra married money. That's how it works. And so we went home after I got done with school before my first, like, real, like, go be in the Army unit. And we're like, oh, let's just go somewhere and go get married. And so there was this church that her grandmother went to. I didn't know anything about. I didn't know the guy. It was just our super immediate family. It was really nice. Hmm. And then she wanted to have a bigger one for everybody else who didn't get to go, which was terrible. <laughs> um, got a lot of crock pots, which is kind of nice. Oh, yeah. For a 20-year-old who never used a crock pot. We got a whole bunch of fondue pots. Hmm. There's an element of fun I think somebody wants you to have with a fondue pot <laughs> that is not as utilitarian as yeah. just like, here's a, a crock pot. It's a lot of work. You need to make soup in five hours. But, yeah, we got married twice. We got married twice in the same day. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, we went and got the marriage license. We were in Florida, so we got married on the beach in uh, St. Augustine. I wanted to get married on the beach. And uh, went and got the license and all that stuff. And then we were, we were going to have the college minister from where we met have her do the ceremony, but she wasn't actually ordained. My mom was ordained. So we, like all the parents and the two of us went to the pool the morning of the wedding and my mom actually married us there. That's the official. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And then we went out to the beach and did the big ceremony with everybody. Uh, But it was all within the same day. But it was funny because the night before, as the sun was like starting to set, like it wasn't super bright out there, but we said, like, you know, we got to go practice for the wedding. Everybody does a rehearsal, right? So we go out to the beach, and it's real lax, and everybody's just, okay, we're going to stand in a couple lines, and there's going to be chairs here, and we're going to walk down the middle. We're out there for 15, 20 minutes or something. And then we go after that to dinner, and we get to dinner, and everybody is sunburnt. Every <laughs> single person. <laughs> and we had, we weren't out there that long, but I guess it was long enough that and the sun was in the right place or something mm-hmm. that just... Everybody the next day at the wedding was super sunburned. It worked out. But. Remember at my second wedding, my sister who <laughs> my is... second wedding. Yeah. <laughs> my sister was a vegetarian for a while. She's seven years younger than me. Hmm. And we were just hanging out at the little wedding rehearsal, whatever dinner thing that some people threw for us. And she was eating these uh, 
stuffed mushrooms, I think it was. Stuffed mushrooms. I don't really like mushrooms. I didn't really care. But she was just, you know, having a good little snack. And my older brother was like, yo, those have, uh, like, meat in it. She's like, no, they don't. Shut up. Like, thinking we were messing with her. And this old lady, super old, churchy, southern lady, she was like, darling, I put that, I put the sausage in them a long time ago. She's like, it's got all kinds of meat in it. <laughs> and she just, the look on her face, and I was like, oh, she's going to be upset. She was like, well, it was good while it lasted. <laughs> just kept going. <laughs> that's I was like, that's, that's a pretty good compliment to that chef that you're just she so just, willing to give up on your conviction because of those stuffed up. mushrooms. Yeah. Everybody's got a price, I guess. <laughs> Mine's mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I did, Is oh, the head's not supposed to like fold all the way down. Does it not fold all the way down? Uh, I messed something up, and I had to go back and fix it. I feel it. like I might have messed something up, too. There's another part of it that you do on the next step. Because yeah. mine didn't look like it folded all the way down. Hmm. Yeah, I added an extra piece where I shouldn't have. Okay. Fold that top part down? It won't go down all the way. Oh, that's... Oh, um, come on, man. It... <laughs> oh, yeah, it does look like he has a little five head. Yeah, there's you got his hat kicked up like I do. Something missing here. I don't know. Oh, maybe I just yeah, it works. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. By the way, we're still working on the black line. Didn't talk about that. Oh yeah, you forgot. But we're working on the black line. So the uh, head of this lion is super awesome. It is really cool. Man, to be a Lego engineer. Yeah. Like that'd be cool. Jackpot. <laughs> I was at a, <laughs> I was at Target last night, getting a Lego set for one of my kids for their birthday. So I'm checking out. Uh, nobody else in the store, like two people, and so the guy standing there at the self checkout, you know, I guess is bored, looking for somebody to talk to, and he kind of leans over and he goes, "Ah, do you know what Lego means?" And I said, "Yeah, it means uh, play well." Yeah, that's right. It's a conjecture, a conjunction of two words. Uh, and he says the both the I don't know how to pronounce them, but the two words, and it means play well. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, I just said that. And he's like, <laughs> I don't remember how he. Anyway, he grew up near there or something. It was just super proud and just totally glossed over the fact that I already had the answer to the question that he asked. And he told me the answer anyway. You're going to enjoy this moment, sir. And so he got done with you his his it. little thing and was just like, okay, and walked off. Like, he just didn't know how to handle the fact that, like, I was going to interrupt his, his spiel. They're on to me. Yeah. I got to find a new thing. It was pretty funny. You come to my house and you can hear the kids recite um, jokes they hear on Alexa over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, yeah. We went through that phase, too. Does the neck not go in all the way? I mean, it's got a little gap, little neck gap. You just have a neck gap. Yeah. You got to move his head. What? His head sticking. Oh, okay. He, he needs to have a jaw. Yeah, yeah but I've heard uh, how does Spider Man grill his burgers about a thousand times in the last week. How does Spider Man grill his burgers? On his Weber. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. Why did Spider Man pick his nose? To get rid of the green goblin. Ah. Yep. That's pretty bad. Over and over and over again. At the dinner table. Mm. 
I still don't really understand why his neck won't go in all the way. You gotta fold his head up. This is his lower jaw. His head. Nope. What? Put that out. And then swing. Ah! Well, no, his head broke off. His cap is detated. <laughs> you gotta. What? His face. Should not be his looking face. down. His oh, face his, is his jaw. Lower jaw. I see. I see. I see. It still won't go in all the way, though. Did you just do that? Uh, I guess. Yes. Okay. That's fine. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Yep. Okay, cool. On to the next. <coughs> now he's making his wings. Wings. Lions have wings. Whoa. Um, all right, what else we got? Anything? You want to talk about watches? Oh, yeah, watches. Talk about why we're excited about a watch? Or why you're excited. I'm excited because I broke my watch. Well, we're talking about Apple Watches. Apple Watches. What uh, what was the draw for you to get a smartwatch and specifically an Apple Watch? Um, so when I worked at Lockheed, I worked in a very secure and classified area, and I was not allowed to have anything that was Bluetooth or wireless capabilities or anything. But then the company also offered like a health promotion, where if you counted so many steps on a pedometer, you could get a certain amount of money off of your deductible. Like your healthcare deductible. Mm, okay. But there was only one way for us to mo- to like actually log those steps because everything else in the modern world is Bluetooth and wireless. And so all these other people that didn't work where I specifically worked could have like Apple Watches and Fitbits and all this cool stuff like and be part of the future. <laughs> and so it was part of the like thumbing my nose at Lockheed whenever I left. Cause I felt, and then we moved in the RV right around the same time. So we couldn't get like the nests of all the IOT things. Oh yeah. And so I felt very like out of the loop, even though I wanted to be in the loop. And so whenever we moved into the RV and I left Lockheed, that was my one thing. I'm like, I want to get a smartwatch so that I can like log the steps and do all that neat stuff. And hmm. I can be part of the future in this one kind of way. Cause I have a really nice watch. I got a, a, a Tissot watch that we bought in Switzerland. It's really nice, but I mean, I'm not gentle with my toys, so I don't want to bang it up. It's a little banged up. And I think the current state of my <laughs> current Apple Watch is kind of testament to why I shouldn't wear stuff like that. But that was kind of the draw, is I wanted to be part of like cultural significance, and I liked the functionality. Hmm. And so one thing I didn't anticipate uh, when we bought it originally is how... Um, how do I say this? How you say uh, How much I would look at my watch rather than my phone. So mm-hmm. it allowed me to stay engaged, like person to person. Because if my phone went off, or I could keep my phone somewhere else and just at a glance look at my watch. And not have to pull my phone out and be so blatant. Right. Now people just think that I'm, I'm bored and I want to leave. Because I'm, I'm looking at the time constantly <laughs> when I'm not. I'm getting... <laughs> I'm, I'm staying. It's a different way to disconnect from people. Yeah, right? It's, it's supposed to solve one problem, but then kind of causes another. But that's the longest skinny of why I wanted to get an Apple Watch. Hmm. What about you? Well, mine was, um, I've gone through several watches. I've never wanted to spend a lot of money on watches because it just it's not really important. Um, so I've never gotten like a fancy one. But I when I started running quite a bit, uh, first marathon I did, <clears throat> I used to, to train, I would use my GPS 
Actually, I think it was the first half marathon. I don't remember, but I would use the GPS on my phone. And I use the Nike Plus app for most of the time. And so the first, whatever, one of these races, I don't remember what it was, it's logging my pace and my distance and all that stuff. And it also just chews through battery. Not as much now, Mm. but it used to really chew through battery to use GPS. And so I got partially through the race and my phone died, which means I had no tracking, but I also had no music to listen. Nothing. Grief. That would be terrible. And so I'm like, and I think it was one of my first long races and it was, it was miserable. Yeah. And so after that, I was like, well, I got to get a, like a Garmin or some sort of watch like that that can track my GPS separately so that I can just use the phone for music if I'm going to continue to run. And that's what I did. So I got, um, one Garmin running watch, one of the cheaper ones, had it for a couple of years. It died somehow. I broke it or something. Got another one, and then it was doing fine, and then it was Christmas time, and the second Apple Watch had come out. Like, I couldn't justify the first one. It just didn't. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything cool enough about it that I needed it. And then I saw, I think it was the second one, they did the Nike version. And I'm like, oh, well, that would integrate perfectly with the app that I already use. Right. I like technology, so it would be a new fancy little thing. It's Christmas time. That sounds like a good replacement. Sure. You know. Um, And so I got one and have been using it for running ever since. And that's like the primary thing is being able to to track the runs. And then I ended up talking Jenny into getting one just because she loses her phone all the time or sets her phone down and forgets where she sets it down uh, in the house. And so this way, you know, she can make phone calls and get phone calls and see texts and all that stuff without having to worry. Yeah. And she calls it her Dick Tracy watch all the time, but without having to have the phone nearby. So that's been really handy because she has this, the cellular one so she can go work out, go for a run or whatever, and not have to worry about taking her phone. I had the series two before the cellular stuff was available. Mm -hmm. So that's really the big reason why I wanted to upgrade now. Cause mine is still in working order. It's kind of beat up, but, um, not having to take my phone on long runs would be really nice. Can you still play music from you can, you can't play Amazon music. Would you have to load like song, like a playlist from your phone to the watch? Um, if you have the cellular, it will stream Apple Music over oh. cellular. But you, it will sync Audible and Overcast. Mm-hmm. So for podcasts and audiobooks, it will put those on the watch. And you can mm. listen from Bluetooth headphones from directly from the watch. That's convenient. So that's a big part of why I'm interested. Like, I don't listen to music when I run too often, so it's mm-hmm. not a huge I deal. I listen to podcasts and audiobooks. Yeah. So I really wish that there was... Um, an Amazon music app for it. Cause that's what we use for our yep. like unlimited streaming stuff. So that's kind of a, a bummer, but not really that, that big of a deal. So Same I'm, like I'm that, looking, I don't f- want to take my phone with me anymore. I got like a new pair of shorts to go run with yeah. and my phone feels awkward and it seems to drag down my shorts. Oh, I always hold it in my hand. I've never put it in my shorts. I don't like holding stuff in my hand. I want to be ready to act. I mean, the Kung Fu fight in the middle of it. There's like a bear. You can always throw it at a bear. I don't want to throw my phone at the bear. Well, you can drop it and then punch the bear in the face. Oh, wait, I'll lose it. Not to get on contact somewhere else. <laughs> they don't have enough cloud storage. True. That's true. I mean, you can always get a little fanny pack. And that sounds funny. Mm-hmm. But also, if you start running distance, like mm-hmm. you are eventually probably going to have to get a belt to hold small water bottles or goo or any of Air that spray. type of stuff. 
Do what? Bear spray. Bear spray. Shark <laughs> repellent. All those things. Snake bite repair kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of why I got it and why I'm getting the new one. Um, just I'm only really upgrading for the cellular. Yeah. And, you know, mine's... It's kind of beat up, but it, it's really... It's like uh, the touch is not super responsive. And I don't know if that's been improved. I'm hoping mm. it is. But like when I go to start a run with the Nike Plus app, I hit the button. Nothing happens for four seconds. Hmm. And then it starts counting down. And I feel like that's probably not right. Maybe that's damage. And I also noticed I took it off the other day and I have this little, I don't know if I showed you this. Oh, I yeah. have a little case on it. But there's ports in the side. If you're looking at the video, you can. I'll show it to you. These little ports in the side, they have like rust coming out of them. And I don't think that's supposed to happen. So I don't know if that's going to be a do problem. Do you do the water on, but the water thing where it vibrates the water out? Nope. I oh, know, well, I know it's there, why. but. I um, do that every time. Oh, really? Yep. Gosh, I would be doing that all the time. Yeah, because. So. so the only reason I'm getting the, the four, I had the three. And my three worked great. I just, love it. Uh, just Wi-Fi, right? Not. Yeah, I don't have a cellular plan because I don't want to add to my phone yeah, plan. Yeah ridiculous but um so you'll see in the videos like and i like to make stuff videos bob's watch is black and is on his right hand and my watch is blue and on my left hand and that's usually the only way that i know that i'm in that shot doing something as i look <laughs> at the watch but i like my watch but when we were doing the um the doors the bifold doors in the kids room mm-hmm. we put the boards on the CNC and we carved in that geometric pattern. Well, when I went to go take those doors off the CNC bed because they were double stick down, I yanked on it and my watch hit the bit on the spindle and like gouged the top and it was working fine. It really wasn't an issue. And then we were swimming in our pool and I used the water. So you like, you, it's a function where like the flashlight and stuff is, you set it, and then when you get out of the water, you rotate the crown, and it makes a little like boop, 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 boop. It vibrates the water out of those ports. And I went to go do that, and the screen kind of like did a little shimmy kind of thing. It like it was weird. And then the touch wasn't very responsive, so I like shut it down thinking it was just, uh, it just needs to be rebooted. But then I looked, and that crack had turned into like a little chip on the end. Mm. And when we were in New York, it got full on, just completely messed up. So I, I can replace the screen. screen. It was nuts. But replacing the screen, the kit to replace the screen on a Series 3 is like 270 bucks oh that gosh. I found. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. And so I just opted to upgrade. Yeah. Which is vanity. I should repair the thing that I have, but I think I'm going to repair it and maybe try to sell it or keep it as a backup for why I inevitably break this one too. Yeah. I was trying to decide what to do with mine because like I don't, really want to try to sell it i mean it's very very used right mm -hmm. and i'm not i'm not super careful with stuff like that <clears throat> so i'm not going to try to resell it but at the same time i don't really want to just like i don't know I, maybe i'll keep it as a backup maybe i'll wear it on days when i know i'm going to be doing something especially dangerous or mm. you know the stunt watch <laughs> something like that but yeah. i am I severely dependent on my watch uh, not for the time necessarily but for the day yeah. Like not, it's the 13th. Like, is it Monday or is it Friday? Like I've always had that problem is I don't really know what day it is. Cause I don't have mm -hmm. certain things that define like, Oh, it's Tuesday. We got to do whatever. Or like 
Friends doesn't come on on Thursdays anymore, so there's no weird markers. But even when I was in Switzerland trying to find a watch, like it was going to be my one, like we talked about heirlooms. Like I thought that I was going to be able to leave this watch to my kids and it was going to be the fancy thing that I bought in mm-hmm. Switzerland. And this is the one thing dad spent, you know, a decent amount of money on. And we had budgeted for it. But I had to find a watch that told me what day it was. And so that narrowed the focus of really fancy huh. watches. Interesting. Because a lot of them will tell them they'll have weird little dials and like chronograph watches that try to track all kinds of ridiculous things. I didn't care about. I want the numbers, a dial. If it's the 13th, then great. But tell me it's Monday. And so now, well, my microphone almost fell over. Now that I haven't had my watch working for a week or two, I see I don't even know how long it hasn't worked. Yeah. Because I don't know what day it is. <laughs> and I constantly look down at my wrist because it'll tell me, you know, because now you can add complications to the Apple Watches, which is cool. So it's more than just the day and the time. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, it tracks fitness and all that, which is awesome. Um, but it'll tell you the weather. So I look and like, is it cold outside? Like, I'm not sure if it's cold. Outside. I go to look at my wrist and yeah. it's not there. And so oh, oh, I have to go outside, <laughs> which is whining. I get that. <laughs> But it's it's so nice to have a lot of things at a quick glance that you have to yeah. go and look up somewhere else just to find a simple piece of information. And yeah. it's so much nicer just to sit at a dinner table and engage with somebody. But if I have a message, I can just quick glance at a message. Well, that's not important and keep it going rather mm-hmm. than, going, oh, excuse me. And pulling pull out, out my phone. Check it. Unlock it to see if it's yep, yeah. completely disassociating from that conversation and putting a halt to whatever's going on when you can just bam at a glance. Yeah. But now the rest of the world needs to change and not realize that I'm like trying to hurry you along during our meal. I'm, I'm checking all of the things that are going on in the world. Yeah, I think it's getting more obvious, though, because smartwatches are a little bit more of a thing. Like, I think more people have them. So when you see somebody look at a watch and you look at their watch, you can see that it's an Apple watch or a smartwatch of some sort. You know that there's more going on there than just like, I'm impatient. I need to see what time it is. Mm-hmm. You know? I... I would pretend to like scroll through and do things on my watch. If I was having a conversation and I had looked down and I, I look back up at the person I could tell that they think that I'm just like, Oh God, how much longer I will like boop, beep, boop, beep, beep, like do fake little like scrolling around on my watch. Like, Oh yeah. I'm not just shooing you along. Like I'm I'm computing Mm, and done. Okay. Sorry. Back to you. Yeah. Yep. You're more important than all these messages. Please continue. So you shift the <laughs> yeah. whole tone of that uh, weird interaction. So I, never, I, I don't think I've ever done. I that. will shadow, um, like, like you'll mime it. Yeah, I, that's funny. I don't think I've ever can't done mime that. importance during a conversation just so someone doesn't feel bad. Yeah, that I looked at my watch. It is super convenient having almost like a dashboard. And I know all the Android people are like, yeah, you could just we can build our own dashboards on our phones so we can awesome. see whatever we want. Fantastic. I'm sure You're that's really than cool. Me. I know. Um, it is really nice to have a little dashboard of, you know, I can see if there's something coming up on the calendar, the day, the time, the date, the weather, if I have any messages all in one, like one and a half inch square box. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. It's totally like a, you know, an excess thing. Like it's, it's actually when they came out with them, I was like, that is something I would never feel okay Mm -hmm. about buying. I remember thinking that like, that's just. It's like another level of, I don't think vanity is the right word, but like it's another level of excessive spending on technology. And 
the interesting thing is that it, I got to it from a, I'm using air quotes, pain point around running. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually just the best solution for that particular thing. And so it, it I don't know, I don't know if that was in, on purpose on their part to put the fitness in as a way to like, here's a useful thing. I think so. Or if it was... Because it was, it was yeah. around the time where, like, people are tracking steps. Like, Fitbit came out. True. And yeah. I remember family members. I'd never even heard of Fitbits. And, like, my bigger Huskier family members just, like, walking around in their driveway when we pull up. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, get my steps in. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Hmm. And it was the same thing. Like, work would incentivize them through some health initiative yeah. to walk more or to exercise more. And then would give them some kind of monetary reward. So they had a way to track it, which was great. For me, my the super outdated version that Lockheed gave us, and they would break all the time, so you couldn't get replacements. Hmm. And so once it broke, it broke. And I'm like, well, I want to keep this going. This idea is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And when I left the company, I'm like, all right, I'm going all out. Not only do I want something that can track steps. Like, if I'm going to wear something to replace my watch, it has to not only tell me the time and tell me the day, because which is very important. If it tracked my steps, that's awesome. Like, what else can you do? Because at the yeah. time... Fitbit didn't have the newest model that it is now or has now that really competes with the Apple Watch. They had a step down. Mm-hmm. And it was lower price point, but it had lower functionality across the board. And I was like, well, why am I going to get that yeah. when I can get the thing that already works with all the other stuff and can do so much more? That's and a good point. Ecosystem is a huge thing to do with it. And mm-hmm. I, uh, David uh, Pachuto switched over. He's at Apple, you know, um, everything. Well, he was. He tried to switch over to an Android phone, didn't like it, and switched back to the iPhone, but he did switch to an Android smartwatch because he just liked some of the functionality of it better. Um, yeah, but for me, like having the ecosystem, it's just something I'm used to. Like, it's yeah. not the end of the world if I wouldn't have all the Apple devices and stuff, but things work so well. Anytime you have one ecosystem that you're working in and all of the devices are in within that same what, no matter what system it is, it just works better. Everything yeah. is so much easier. And so, yeah, since I'm already invested in this one, like I remember when the Pebble came out, mm-hmm. 4B uh, backed the Pebble on the first Kickstarter. And I was really interested in it. And I actually backed the second one when I was looking at smartwatches. Because I was like, the Apple Watch is too expensive. It's like me committing to being an Apple person fully. Yep. The Pebble's really cool. There's a new one coming out, like the new hotness, and I can back that one. So I backed that, and then they ended up canceling it because Fitbit bought them, and they canceled the whole thing. And at, that was the point right in December. That's when I was like, well, I guess I'll get an Apple Watch because it does the thing that I wanted it to do, all yep. the other stuff. And the other option that I was trying to go for you know, disappeared. So anyway, um, yeah. Oh, we're almost an hour in. Got anything else on mm. watches? I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Yeah. And yes, it was access. Yeah. I I had to battle with myself for quite a while going like, do I really need this? Is this just another thing? Because I have a phone. Yeah. Like, is this just first world luxury unnecessarily? And probably, yeah. But I, I, I really did notice how much I was connecting with someone. Like I would have a conversation with Tiffany where my phone would be with me. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm slaved to my phone, and now I'm not. I could really care less where my phone is as long as it's within range. And if I'm not in range, I'm I'm like, ooh, did I leave my phone somewhere? Yeah. And if it's a no, then I don't care. I don't want it because I can get a 
you can filter what gets sent to your watch. And so, and I filter everything that gets sent to my phone anyway, so I don't have a lot of notifications. Yeah. And so what finally makes it to me when I'm actually engaging with people are the really important things. Mm-hmm. And I can look at the really important things at a glance and just keep going. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. And now <laughs> Tiff was trying to call me the other day and I didn't have my phone on me. And she was trying to call me like four times. She's like, I forgot you don't have your watch anymore. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Well, look at there. Yeah. You just justified me buying a new watch. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, where can people find you? At the PI Workshop on Instagram. Also, you have another podcast. I do. You should talk about that for a second because some people may not know that you have that. Yeah. I co-host Making Geeks or the Making Geeks podcast with Wes Swain, Sean Joliker, and Mark O'Keefe. And we are... A hundred and change. That's not a number. More than a hundred. More than a hundred. Less than a hundred and twenty. Hmm. Somewhere in that range. Episodes in. Uh, yeah, it's really fun. We're it's kind of similar to what we do here, but we're geographically separated. So it's about being a maker and a dad and a geek, and it just kind of goes all over the place. So it's really fun. And there's twice as many people. There are a lot of people for a podcast. Four people. It's we've had to learn to juggle. Yeah. So this is quite nice. Where I just have to talk to you. Yeah. Cool. Well, everybody go check that out. Find both of us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff. We're working on some cool projects for videos. Those will be out soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. If we can get stuff wrapped up. we got some really cool stuff coming soon. I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. Um, I guess that's it for this one. Yeah, man. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.